Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, it's a brand new week. Welcome to the COB. Great to have you here with us on the 17th of August. I'm Nadine Blaney, right here with David Scutt, a.k.a. Scuddy. Um, yeah, pretty poor performance coming through on this Monday, you've got to say, at an index level. Yeah, it uh, was a little bit surprising. I think the Australian dollar may have had a bit of an influence on it, uh, no, a, bit of, uh, a bit of strength. But really, given what we saw with U.S. futures throughout the session, what we saw with U.S. markets heading into the weekend, uh, there was really no movement either way, you've got to say. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, acute weakness, particularly in the financial sector. And uh, lo and behold, we started a loss of nearly 1% by the end of the day. Yeah, and we still saw Chinese markets performing pretty well through the afternoon. The Nikkei down, though, by eight-tenths of a percent. Pretty shocking GDP read coming out of Japan today. You know, the headlines were all writing themselves. Worst one ever since record-keeping began. The biggest drop, all that kind of stuff. And, and this is what you know, investors will have to get used to reading some of these really shocking headlines because, of course, we're approaching some of the GDP partials here in Australia. Yeah, we get uh, building work done and, uh, and CapEx uh, next week, and we've already received the, uh, the retail component uh, for the quarter as well, uh, which was a little bit disappointing, but it is going to be a horrific number. We know that, but uh, it basically uh, will give you clues as to what, uh, what lies ahead in the second half of the year, like the kind of launch pad that we'll be looking at for the recovery. Uh, obviously, there's a long way still to go when it comes to a full recovery, but uh, it should be interesting. But yeah, seeing uh, things like the, uh, the biggest start uh, contraction since comparable records were first began in 1980 uh, really doesn't uh, no, fill you with too much confidence, does it? No, it doesn't. Um, listen, we should mention just that we've got the RBA minutes on the agenda here tomorrow while we're on economics before we get into reporting season. Uh, I can't imagine that there's going to be anything remotely market moving there. We just heard from RBA Governor Phil Lowe on Friday. Yes, I think uh, suffering from uh, the inability to go and sleep, uh, potentially maybe going to read <laughs> the minutes because they're so dated by now. Uh, as you mentioned, we've heard so much from uh, the RBA, including the uh, governor's testimony in front of the Economics Committee last Friday. Uh, I'll be really surprised if anything meaningful comes out of that particular document. Okay, let's get to the heart of the matter today and really all of this week, and that is reporting season. So should I go through the list? I mean, our audience and listeners most likely know that. I know we've got only a limited amount of time. 10 or 15 minutes. Beach Petroleum, JB Hi-Fi, Lend-Lease, Altium. We had Kogan, we had Bendigo, we had GWA. Let's start with the retailers. Quite a marked difference in share price reaction between JB Hi-Fi and Kogan. We were chatting with Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool earlier. He said, probably not deserved on the part of Kogan. Well telegraphed uh, sales and customer data to the market prior to this result. But again, Scotty, it's the conversation. When will the music stop for some of these discretionary retailers? Yes, and neither of those companies provided guidance that I found uh, informative. It's yeah. not unusual for, uh, for Kogan. That's obviously something that's been part and parcel in years gone by. But uh, the inability to go and provide uh, any meaningful guidance at this point 
Uh, there's plenty of tailwinds. We've discussed them at length here on the program, uh, both at the podcast level and also on the other uh, channel. But uh, it's really interesting to say that uh, no, no one's sure, including the companies themselves, whether these are uh, these tailwinds that we're seeing will continue beyond the short term. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because another thematic that's emerged not only here, likely to do so through reporting season, but it did in the States, is this conversation that what will happen is you'll see some of these smaller competitors go to the wall, which just really entrenches the big you know, positions of some of the big names. And that is what Gaurav Sodhi from The Intelligent Investor says that JB Hi-Fi really has going for it. So its share price finished the day up 5.6%. Let's do it. It was the stock of the day on the call. This is Gaurav Sodhi from The Intelligent Investor. A lot of the other in-store competition has disappeared. Their pricing power and their low cost of doing business, as I think we said this before, the lowest in the world, um, it's enough to match a lot of online competitors. So it's a really powerful um, competitor in its own right. It's hard to beat. When you have all those factors lining up, Sometimes it pays just to let the price run a little bit more, and even if it's technically overvalued, and I think it probably was when Nathan said sell, it's still okay to hold an overvalued stock if it's a very good business and the moat is expanding. And and I think that's what we have here. I think the moat's been expanding. It's clear, everyone knows it's a great business, but the decision ought to be, it's okay to hold an expensive stock as long as the moat is expanding. That's the great lesson for me. Everything has been positive for them. I think it gets really tough on the comp. The fact that they're not giving guidance tells you where it is. Yeah. For a guy who's at all-time highs, can't give you guidance, who can? Yeah. So it is not in that perfect space. It is good, no doubt, yeah. but it's in a tough sector. We're in a recession. Now, the other advantage that JB Hi-Fi has is it's come and reported early in the reporting season. So you buy the one with the lowest risk, which has already told you their result. Yeah. The guy who's coming up is still uncertain. Yeah. Especially in a market where a lot of people haven't given continuous disclosure and you're in a you know, historically high multiple with relatively low growth outlook in a recession. So yeah. there's a lot of tough outlook out there. So you buy the guy who has reported. So JB Hi-Fi has that advantage. But for me, I would still not be buying JB Hi-Fi. And that was Nathan Samasandram from Blue Ocean Equities finishing those thoughts on JB Hi-Fi which was one of the outperformers from reporting season today. One, I was going to say one underperformer, two of the underperformers on the day, you know, did take the time to speak with us, Scotty. We spoke with Tim Salt. So he's from GWA Group. Now, this is a company that has been, I mean, what business has not been affected by the pandemic? But it supplies bathroom and kitchen products. So, of course, the construction slowdown, the housing slowdown really taking a toll on that business. And, you know, Tim Salt being quite quite candid, saying, look, we'll have to be more nimble in the fourth quarter. We're going to have to get things on track. But he was pretty confident in the commercial side of the business. But one thing that there's a lot of unknowns about, he was saying, was this home builder, the stimulus. He said that he reckons the government's really going to have to refine it because there were so many caveats around being able to qualify for that in the first place. Exactly right. And uh, I just don't see, particularly when it comes to the likes of uh, around Sydney and Melbourne, uh, the criteria when it comes to the cap on the, uh, the total the property value, uh, that's going to really curb any particular no spike in activity there. But it is interesting to go and see. He, he couldn't provide uh, any uncertainty in when it came to guidance. Uh, even when it came to the AGM uh, coming up at the end of October, he 
still said that, uh, they, look, if there's any income, he'll be able to go and try and provide guidance, but uh, he can't even guarantee at that point that there'll be any understanding of what's going on. And who knows, realistically, we've got uh, record low uh, immigration levels at the moment. We've got some slowing population growth. We've got the first recession in 30 years. So uh, you throw all that together and it's very difficult to go and see anything shooting the lights out, even if there is government stimulus flowing through to go and support residential activity. Shares in GWA ended down by 11%. You can listen to that interview via the show notes. Also putting a positive spin on things was the MD of Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, Marnie Baker. Um, Look, she's saying that, uh, you know, they're doing everything they can. It's an uncertain environment. The share price was off by 6.5% today. The bank has taken the decision to suspend its dividend or defer its dividend. Now, I asked her about the likelihood of the dividend payout ratio changing in the future. She said no decisions have been made, but again, you know, there's just so many unknowns, and particularly for Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. I mean, it's got high exposure to to Melbourne, but also regional Victoria. Yes, so that goes and brings into provisioning, should I say, doubts about provisioning our levels when it comes to I know, toxic assets in the future. Who knows what's going to happen there? We know that the state of emergency in Victoria has been extended for another period of time. Uh, so obviously that impacts the bread and butter where they're actually based. They're on the, the main operation side of things. And when you put that overlap that with, uh, with earnings uh, and dividend power ratios, as you said, no, it's, it's difficult not to go and see uh, headwinds in that space, so potentially there will be a decline in, uh, in dividend levels moving forward. Yeah, well, you can listen to it yourself, but she did say, uh, you know, costs were up, but they're investing in technology, but it was also staff costs. Um, it's an interesting story. Clearly, the market, in quotations, not liking the result, down by 6.5%, but it was a pretty negative day for the banks regardless. Um, clearly, Bendigo underperformed, but CBA was down by 1%, Westpac down by 2.3%, ANZ off by 2%. And that brings us to a conversation that we had with Jonathan Payne from the Payne Report. And he was really saying, look, the next frontier, the big uncertainty coming forward are the banks, the financials, because he anticipates there will be a whole wave of businesses going broke. I think that everyone out there knows that there's going to be uh, some tough times ahead and no one really knows about how much of an impact we've seen with these uh, various support programs uh, and what they mean to go entire businesses and households over. But we've been talking for a long time about the zombification of these areas and how there are some, uh, some groups in the community, uh, whether it's household or businesses, who are entirely reliant upon uh, government funding right now to go and tide them over. So undoubtedly we'll see some, uh, some pain there. Uh, how bad it actually is, well, it's going to be interesting to go and see. No one's willing to go and stick their neck out, but surely uh, you've got to wonder about uh, the ability for a lot of businesses to bounce back in particular, small businesses, from what we've seen over the past couple of months. Well, he says that he's alarmed by what he is hearing, anecdotally, what he's seeing. But we also talked to him about China, US. We talked to him about uh, Tesla, even, Elon Musk. He says he's pulled a rabbit out of his remarkable hat. If you'd like to listen to that, it's via the show notes. We enjoyed the conversation. Ah, We had a lot of great conversations today. Uh, There's a whole reporting season coverage area of the website and the app and also our newsletter. If you're really into reporting season like we are, you should um, sign up for the newsletter and you can get it all just easily clickable all in one spot. Okay, I mentioned the monetary policy meeting minutes. We get ANZ consumer confidence out tomorrow. It's the weekly read, so it's a really timely 
insight into how people are feeling, particularly about these lockdowns in Victoria. Yes, I think we've seen seven consecutive declines in a row. If my memory serves me correct, it's Monday, so it's probably not going to be correct. But uh, <laughs> it, it has been a, a long run without any gains. A lot of bad news has been priced in. Uh, let's see how it comes out. But uh, even if there is a bounce tomorrow, uh, I don't see it. Uh, no, it's not going to go back to the kind of levels that are even remotely optimistic. So it's going to be a tough slog ahead. I think Australians are aware of that. Uh, obviously, we'll be trying to go and see if we can get any insight when it comes to you know, outcomes outside of uh, Victoria in particular, uh, see whether what's happening there is actually impacting the rest of the country. Also, discussions like you know, hearing uh, rumours about uh, potentially the Queensland border being shuttered for the other uh, remainder of the year. Stuff like that is not going to go and fill no. people with confidence at the moment. Uh, I really question that. Hopefully, hopefully that's uh, I, not, not strong mail, but uh, realistically, uh, when you look at what's going on in New South Wales, we've got single-digit uh, no COVID cases at the moment each day. Uh, New South Wales health authorities are really on top of it. And then to say that uh, no, there's a need to go and shut the border for that period of time. Until 2021? Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's a bit of a stretch. But, you know, politicking is at play here. Uh, we're going to do a state election up there in the not-too-distant future, so who knows. But uh, certainly not, would not be a helpful outcome when it comes to the broader economic recovery here in Australia, particularly the tourism sector in Queensland. Certainly not. Okay, um, we could continue going on, but let's give it a wrap. We've got some great guests tomorrow. In relation to reporting season, we've got Dig Howitt, CEO of Cochlear. We've got Kate Munnings from Virtus Health. We've got Malcolm Turnbull on at uh, 2.10. So he's a board member of Casada. So the former prime minister will join us on Startup Daily to talk tech and tech investment, including his latest board appointment. Uh, the morning begins with a good conversation with Dr. Alan Lichtman. He's a history professor at the American University. He has correctly predicted every presidential election since 1984. So we will be talking U.S. politics, which... You know, the markets will continue to sit up more and more to take a notice of as we count down to that election. Yes, the latest poll I think I heard this morning uh, said that uh, Biden's got a 10-point lead over Trump, 52-42. But we know polls can be uh, not trusted at the best of times. So we'll see what happens on November 3 or November 4, our time here in Australia. Okay, lots to talk about tomorrow, Scotty. We'll do it all again. Sounds good to me. See you then. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.